Welcome to the Woohoo Crew podcast, where cosmic culture meets pop culture, where we discuss topics like astrology, numerology, the mind-body connection, as well as sports, music, and entertainment. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm joined by my co-host, my pseudo-guru, Cheryl. We are the Woohoo Crew. Hello, Cheryl, my pseudo-guru. Welcome to episode 14. Let me start off the show as I do every episode by asking you, did you catch any woohoo this past week? Woohoo, Brandon. Happy 14th episode. Yeah. I did. I have expanders, particularly women who are able to receive money <laughs> and they don't feel weird about it. They know their worth and they're able to receive. So with my meditations and my breath practice, I expanded with them and recently something that I would have normally been like, oh, sure, I'll just do that for you. And even though it took time and money, somebody had offered to pay for this particular service and it felt really good to accept it. That's and that awesome. just, yeah, it really filled, filled me up because, you know, anything is everything, right? How we are in any part of our life affects everything else. So and then I had a test coming up, you know, so after I did that, I had, you know, like a big, a big ask for me to be on a task committee, which I would have normally loved and been very honored to be on. But of course there wasn't a, and we will compensate you for your yeah. time and energy. So yeah. I have to, uh, so now I get to work with that, which will fill me up when I'm in line with my self-worth with that. And this is Leo seat, Leo moon right there in, in the window of that. So it's perfect timing. That's awesome. So you know what? I, um, this is kind of a funny story and well-timed. So I was learning copywriting. What was it last year sometime? This actually translates into how I met you or how we sort of reconnected. I was learning copywriting from this guy named Ian Stanley. And he taught me a lot more than just copywriting. But one of the things that he provided were these daily meditations. And he actually put together this program. I think it was called like money magnet or something like that. And I did this for, I don't know, several weeks where every morning I would just listen to this guided meditation about being a magnet for money. And it worked. I'm not going to say how it worked, but it, but it actually worked. You know, what was interesting is I, I met some people that were sort of in his circle and there's a lot of guilt associated around money and awkwardness associated around money and, and a feeling of you're not worthy or you're not deserving of this or they're itch, you know, it's other people. And so I had to like kind of do a whole recalibrate my, my brain. At the time I was building my, what a, a separate company, a marketing company. And we wanted to add copywriting to our list of services, which actually is that led me to reaching out to you, which is how we became connected, which I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's interesting how this manifests when the money situation, like not asking for what you're worth doing things for free. So you don't have that awkward, uncomfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. And for me, it manifested big. I created three separate nonprofits and then I've thought about it. Well, wow. That means not pro fit. Hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so how about you? How did you catch woohoo? You know how you're always talking about like raising the vibration of the universe. And so I just started doing this, this, uh, some volunteer work for this really cool organization called red, which is kind of ironic. And, <laughs> um, 
and so red is a mentoring program for for first-time offenders and the whole goal of it is to try to lower the recidivism rate can't believe i said that word that's a hard word to say recidivism do you need a nap <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's, that's a, a lot word. out of me right <laughs> and so i i've always believed that the judicial system really sucks in in certain areas and uh, i've always sort of had this like this notion that kind of once you're in the system as a kid it's like it's really hard to get out and so I, I've said since I became a part of this, I've been doing some of my own learning and it's kind of backed up my my notion. So anyways, we had our first mentor meeting this past week and there's probably about 20 mentors in there like myself. And and man, it, they are like so passionate about the subject and the amount of giving that these guys are willing to do with time and, and money and, and any kind of resources they can provide is really incredible. And it's all in the name of just helping, you know, young kids stay out of jail. And it, and it made me, it made me feel, feel really good because there was, you know, we, we always talk about like high energy people and, you know, just uh, you want to be around those people and just who want to create positive change around them. And it, it filled up my spiritual bank account, just knowing that 20 random guys can get together and, and try to help people make that kind of positive change and ask for nothing in return. So yeah, I, uh, I caught a lot of woohoo in, with that. I love that. And isn't it interesting that we both caught it in almost uh, opposite ways, but also the same. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like you choose it's how all currency. You, yeah. It's all currency. So, yeah. and that's the game is it's how you control it. You control what comes in and what comes out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you back here for the first quarter. Woohoo. First quarter, reason for the season. Woohoo! Welcome back to the first quarter. Cheryl, what's going on in the cosmos? We're in the window of the Leo full moon. Ooh. Mm hmm. So it's interesting in Aquarius season, both Leo and Aquarius, they're polar opposites of each other that work together. They want to make an impact, that currency of wanting let me, to- Let me, sorry to cut you off. I want to draw, I want to try to draw a visual. This is really going to help me and maybe other people like me. Okay. So they're uh, polar opposites, right? So if you're looking at a, a wheel, wheel chart, they're just on opposite ends of the spectrum. They are. And if you think about it, Leo is- the middle of the summer and now yep. we're, and in uh northern hemisphere aquarius is the middle of the winter got it okay mm -hmm. so they're opposite working together they both want to make an impact and leo is ruled by the sun the hot sun and leo is like putting yourself out there performing and aquarius is more modest observing and aquarius is ruled by distant by Saturn and Uranus that are distant. Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> but they're both fixed signs and they both, both of this, these currencies are steady progress and, and the benefits of a, a ritual and the power of bringing people together. Do they work together or is this more like a, like an intergalactic tug of war? They work together. And okay. that's why the full moon is during, the full moon in Leo is during Aquarius season. So okay. that always happens that polar opposite will come in and this, you know, with the sun shining a light on the full moon, full moon, shining a light on the sun working together. And it's a powerful day. And th with the, these two signs working together like that, the sun in Aquarius, the moon, the full moon in Leo that love fiercely. So the full moon's coming 16th, 17th 
of February, depending on where you live, in the same window as Valentine's Day, that love and both of these currencies love fiercely and change the world through the communities that they create. Okay. Sounds like a happy time coming up. It's a happy time. And it's to, it's to consider like a full moon is coming up to a full moon when you, just like when you get full, you're eating, you get full and you and it, what we want is to fill ourselves up with what's nourishing. Sometimes we feel as we do that. Other times there's, there's stuff in there that's not nourishing what we're listening to, what we're eating, what we're consuming. So it's the time to process and clear out. And in this case, with the, the, the dynamic of Aquarius and Leo, we're clearing out before the full moon and then the full moon will help us. Any, anything that's holding us back from living boldly with confidence, from being successful in, in the arts. And if we're meant to be on a stage, which we all are in our own way, anything that's holding us back from that um, in any way that we're not harnessing our creativity or embracing our individuality and any unnecessary drama that diminishes our value, clearing that out. Okay. Yeah. And so with the Leo energy, Leo rules the heart. And so heart courage means to engage the heart. So we're given the heart and the courage during this window. It's easier. We have that currency coming through that we can use that energy. And when, if you see yourself not showing up for yourself, then see if you can shift that show up for yourself in the way that maybe you were hoping like someone else would show up for you, show up for yourself and anything that you've been seeking outside, seek it inside. And consider even the Leo has the, the frequency of a fifth house energy. So anything that comes with creativity and love and romance and play, which is all Valentine's day too, interestingly, anything there in that realm, think of it as an opportunity to, to tend to the needs of your inner child of your seven-year-old self, nurture that love and bond even between you and your parents or you as a parent or you, you as your own parent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I want to name my, my seven-year-old self. Like you should be called something different. Oh, I like that. Do, were you called something different or were you called Brandon at seven? No, I was called Brandon. Yeah. What yeah. do you want to be called? Steve. You did? I have no idea why. I don't know really sure how I remember that, but. Okay. Well then I think that's cool to give, give, um, the nickname I, like that. Yeah. Maybe I'll call him Steve. Yeah. It's just easier to say than seven-year-old self. And we, we talk about that a lot and I now like it'll that. give it, it'll give it a little bit of a persona. Okay. You know, I like would, that a lot. What would Steve what? want to do? What would Steve be wearing? Yeah. How, how would Steve authentically express himself and speak yeah. his truth? Yeah. yeah. What does Steve With, think's funny? You know? Uh-huh. Do you remember anything that you felt was funny at the, at, that Steve thought was funny? Uh, I, I'd have to really think hard. I, nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. Um, I'm surprised I don't even remember the name Steve, but I do remember wanting to be called Steve. I probably had an imaginary <laughs> friend named Steve. I actually had friends. I know I sound like a weird kid, but I had friends when I was little. That's, that's good to know. Um, but I, uh, <laughs> but I was, I know that I wanted to be called Steve. I like that. 
Yeah, it's interesting to think about the names that we wanted to be called, or if someone did call us a nickname, or if like one of our parents, like when they were really happy with us, they called us one name. And then when they were not, yeah. they called us another. Yeah. Like when you got in trouble, were you called a different name or like your full name? Uh, yes, full name, Brandon Paul Dale. Mm-hmm. When you were in trouble? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about when they were really happy with you? I don't remember having a nickname, actually. I think it was just Brandon. But I call mm. like my kids. I, I mean, I call Gracie, my daughter, and I call her G almost, you know, all throughout the day. I very rarely use Gracie. I don't know why. And I call her um, little G and my my son, Big B. <laughs> little little G and Big B. Um, anyways, back on track. I like that. Yeah, but we should we should name our our seven. Name them. Okay, I'll think about mine too. Okay. I always liked the name Candy as a kid because I loved candy and I was addicted to it. Um, I needed that sweetness. So I always liked that name, but I don't know if I want that. My mom, when she was happy with me, would call me Cher. Cher. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is a time to listen. And maybe it's a time to listen to our seven-year-old selves. I have been getting a lot of questions about what if you weren't happy as a seven-year-old like what if you had a tra- maybe a trauma like somebody died yeah um close to you or you have some painful memories of being seven and i i suggested um consider uh how you comforted yourself during those times and are you still in that same patterning or could you shift that and also, how would you have wanted to be comforted? And can you comfort that part of you when yeah, you were seven? A, that's a great point. I never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I was extremely fortunate to, you know, have a really good seven-year-old year. And uh, that's, but that's sure, that's a great point. I'm glad you answered that. Yeah. And it made me um, consider the parts, you know, I, I, I did too, but I remember that the painful times too, when I would get in trouble and what would happen with that, or, you know, whether it was school or at home um, and uh, just being misunderstood, you know, so there's, there's always that too, but I know a lot of people have shared that they had some painful memories and yeah. what to do about that when they were seven, but still, what, what would you, what would, did you love to do? when no one was telling you what to do? What did you want to think? What did you love to do? That's the whole, that's the seven-year-old that knowing that, that will help you now during Aquarius season to consider what your individuation, what is your gift? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you remember yours? What I love to do? I love to play school. Okay. With my stuffed animals and I would talk to them and just, I, I love to recreate the way I thought school should be. I would come home and the, what I, what I thought went well during the school day, I would reenact it to my little animals. And then what I thought should have been done in a specific case, I taught it that way. And I did that for years years. I had a little school in the basement, in my basement. And my brother was right. Like he would play right next to me and he was a 13 months younger. So he did well in school because he paid it, you know, he pretended like it was annoying, but I think he paid attention. Um, yeah, that's what I did. And that's still what I want to do. I see schools now that it could be so, I, I really think they just need to be demoed and redone, Yeah, you know, 
Yeah. And I was, I, that's how I feel sometimes. Like when I'm asked to do something in a school now, I feel like that's like, you know, <laughs> if you're demoing your house, your house is getting demoed for like mold or something. And you're like, well, I'm going to go hang some new curtains in there. <laughs> you know, that's right. how I feel right. about, well, yeah, I could come in and do this, you know, teach this type of um, woohoo, but I think you just need to really shift everything. Yeah. yeah. Just start over because it's, it's such a challenge in that, in, in those environments. Um, see, see, that's why we work well together. Cause we're polar opposites in that. I can guarantee you at seven years old, I was not playing school. 100%. What were you doing? Well, I was probably throwing a, some kind of a, some type of a ball against the wall or with my friends or something, but I was definitely not playing school. I was yeah. not a, I was not a good, uh, I wasn't a bad student, but I don't think I really love school. Oh, I wasn't a good student. I was always in trouble. That's just why for, I would, re I would reenact right? it. Talking, laughing. No, I did. I did. I would stick up for kids. Okay. Um, particular kids that were um, uh, not like underrepresented or just uh, marginalized. Yeah, you're an advocate for. I was an advocate. Yeah. And then my parents would come in and with their big question authority buttons and their big hair and my mom with no bra <laughs> and they would come in and um, then the teachers would really <laughs> shake in their boots from what my parents had to say about me questioning authority because they trained me to do that. So that's awesome. That's cool. Oh no, I would get in a lot of trouble. I got kicked out of my a class in um, junior high. Oh, wow. Out of the class mm -hmm. or the school? The class, but uh, she said she, I was no longer welcome in her class. Wow. Yeah, because she would. She, I heard what she had said about me. She said I was boy crazy. So I decided to um, show her what that would look like if it was the case, uh -oh. where I just stood up and said, okay, everybody, I have a calendar on my locker. And I just went around to all the boys telling them when to sign up to Holy um, talk cow. to me. Yeah, but she had written down like everything I ever did. She kept a list. And then my mom came in <laughs> and we had to meet. and. Um, and my mom said, what if she promises, you know, my mom was able to talk her into um, keeping me there for the rest of the year. But yeah, I got in a lot of trouble. Um, oh, wow. That's, yeah. that uh, makes, makes me like you even more. Yeah. Good the class you. before her was science. So we learned about drugs and I thought this was showing that I was a good student. Every drug we learned about, I would I would, I didn't try, but I would pretend <laughs> I was on it just to show that I understood that in her class. So she didn't like that that much. <laughs> it's like, but I'm just showing what I just learned in science. I mean, you're all a team, right? Anyway. You know, it's so, so funny though, in those moments, like if you and that teacher could look into the future and know that you were going to be a teacher, I just think yeah. that would be funny, right? Because she's not thinking you're ever going to be a teacher at that moment. And I don't know what you were thinking at that point, but just to I know always knew how, I want to be a teacher like that. Yeah, but never, to know how like never. life works out. Right. Cause that's her job. Yeah. And she's like, well, this, I mean, I can't, I'm kicking her out of my class and right. Uh, can, she could never see you as probably, a, I'm sure at the time be, being a teacher. Um, that's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was a different kind of teacher. So, um, but, and those are the ones, those are the children that I, I really wanted to help. I, I wanted to help them the ones that would question things. I wanted to learn from them. And I was um, always really, I, I really, I really resonated with those kids as opposed to the ones I, I'm concerned about were the pleasers. Yeah. So, um, but where did you get in trouble? What were you doing? 
What age are we still on at seven? Well, any age. Yeah, seven. What'd you do at seven? Um, Pull girl's hair or something. No, I think I was a pretty good, I think I was a pretty good student or a kid. I mean, I didn't, I don't remember getting in trouble a lot. I just didn't, I never really tried. I never, I was not a, never really, I was not a big fan of school. I mean, I got by all the way through college. I mean, I just sort of got by. I just like now, I mean, I'm a, I'm very different than I was in my early twenties as we all are. But I mean, like now going back to college, I think it was a breeze, you know, and I, I just, but I just couldn't, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not sure how much I even went to class, you know, just mm-hmm. it didn't really interest me, but I don't think I ever really got in trouble too much. Okay, I was good. So you, I was good. Yeah, I was a good kid. So you want, so that's that's the energy now is this full moon is to let is to enjoy the fun side of life to release the pressure to create and to play. Yeah. So that's what we're like that. we're doing playfully, creatively express yourself, and maybe that's that's why you married a Leo son to mm-hmm. remind yourself of that, right? Um, and this is the time to realize where are you not giving yourself permission to play? Because in, you know, a lot of our conditioning is we don't even know how to play anymore. We have to feel, we feel like we must be working and, and to play just for fun is like a waste of time. Well, or guilt, you know, you, uh, Mm -hmm. you may feel guilty, just like we talked about with money. You know, you may, if you're not doing what you feel like you should be doing, you know, you, you just feel bad. And what you're saying is that's bullshit. And we should focus on the, uh, on the play side. I like that. Right. 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 So if I became a government official, which could happen, then I would institute playtime. Yeah. And you <laughs> would be in trouble if you I, didn't. Yeah. See, I'd, I'd vote for you on that platform. You would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Playtime. And then if you were a shallow breather or, or held your breath, you wouldn't like go to a jail or something, but you know, you could get a ticket for it. You would get a ticket and you would have to go learn how to breathe and be a yeah. deep breather. Okay. Yeah. Cause I don't want any shallow breathers as, you know, constituents or anything that yeah. would be like, ugh. can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the time to, to play and to, to release. So the full moon energy release any belief that you're not here to play because you're here to discover creative and playful ways to disconnect from when, you know, the, the, the stickiness of taking things too seriously. And again, connect with that part of you, that young part of you, the seven-year-old part of you. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay. Yeah. Aligning with joy. All right. That's the end of the first quarter. Thank you for listening. Make sure and vote Cheryl Crawford 2024. <laughs> Do you think I should run for, what should I run for? I don't know. Maybe we'll have to pull the listeners. There's a, there's a, there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of opportunity, I believe for you. Maybe I could be like president of my neighborhood or something. Well, you may want to start small, but you know what? No, screw it. I'd say go big, you know, at least, okay. uh, at least a, you know, state rep or something. But interestingly, Stacey Abrams lives in my neighborhood and she's not running for president of the neighborhood. Huh? I think she has a good shot. Yeah. (laughs) She's not even running. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Those neighborhood associations are a lot of work. Uh, I, I, I have never done it for my current neighborhood, but I've done it in the past and they are, uh, it's painful. Yeah. Well, it's funny what people, like what neighbors can argue about. Yeah, absolutely. I, I find all that stuff fascinating yeah. and hilarious. Okay. All right. I, we'll see you back in the second quarter. 
Second quarter. Woo wire. Woohoo! We're back. Second quarter. I tell a story. Pseudo Guru channels a cosmic force on the Woohoo wire, and we ask that cosmic force a question about my story. So right now, the Winter Olympics are going on in Beijing. I'm not a huge fan of the Winter Olympics, but I am a huge fan of interesting people, certainly if they're athletes, and especially if they've overcome a big obstacle. This week, I want to talk about Jamie Anderson. Jamie is a U.S. snowboarder. She won a gold medal in the past two Winter, winter Olympics. Unfortunately, this week, she did not medal in the same sport that she medaled in the last two, but she's still considered one of the best in her sport. But that's not why I want to talk about her today. About 14 years ago, Jamie, at 17 years old, crashed on the slope in a snowboard accident. It was pretty serious. She spent several days, I think like 10, in the ICU. She ruptured her spleen, and she lost three pints of blood. And that puts you in the danger zone of dying if you lose three pints of blood. That's a lot. And two-thirds of her spleen was damaged beyond repair. Now, luckily, the remaining one-third of her spleen has been able to pretty much do the job of a full spleen. She did recover, and of course, she goes on to win gold in two future Winter Olympics. That alone is a pretty cool story. But it's how she changed her life after the accident, specifically her wellness routine, that is really fascinating to me. Jamie credits a couple things in particular to her recovery, which have grown over time, and they're also used to prepare for the Olympics and, and other events. Now, if you're like me and you're always looking for little things to improve your life mentally and physically, Jamie has some good ones. First, she credits yoga as the key to her balance, strength, and flexibility on the slopes. I've experienced the same thing, uh, some tremendous things from yoga and, and how it relates to sports. I, I play a lot of golf and a lot of tennis. It's amazing when I do yoga a lot, how much farther I can hit the golf ball and how much faster I can hit a tennis ball. She also meditates and does these calming rituals, especially leading up to events to get her mind right, which makes sense if you're ever flying all, all over a mountain at, at crazy high speeds and, and heights. There's an excerpt from an article that recently caught my attention. She said, before a contest, I like to wear my turquoise and howlite malabeads. Turquoise is a protective stone and howlite is a calming stone. They both help me ground before a competition. With her beads held close to her heart, Anderson cleanses the energy in the space by burning some incense while sipping on homemade golden milk made with organic milk, ghee, turmeric, and ginger, which relaxes her busy mind before an event. What I like about that is it's very specific. That combo may not work for everybody, but that's the fun, at least for me, is finding out what combination works for you. And it just reinforces the power of yoga and meditation, which could really be practiced by anyone, anywhere. So this week, my question is a little bit different. I applaud Jamie for making those positive changes in her life, which has helped her become one of the better athletes of the past decade. 
and she still has another Olympic event coming up next week. So my question is, how can we send Jamie Anderson some good vibes from here in Atlanta all the way across the world to the Olympic Village in China? the cosmic spleen wow wow you really came down here how are you doing i loved your question how can we send good vibrations outward yeah how do we do it yeah well you do it from me from your spleen do you know where your spleen is is it my right side maybe below my my rib cage left side Left side, below yeah, my ribcage? Across from your liver. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right next to your stomach on the left side. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm poking them now. Okay. <laughs> my essence is to purify and protect and allow fairness. So perhaps we can send her these purifying and protective currencies, especially toward her spleen, since she lost some of that, it ruptured, like you said. And yeah. often we have that, we, you will find that that happens to your, your organs, it helps you get more organized when something happens to it. So a rupture would be like, a, like what you have in, on your planet, an earthquake. And you know, my essence, uh, stomach and I, we're the earthy elements. So we help ground you. And you said she works hard at grounding herself because mm -hmm. she has part of her spleen is, is, um, is deficient is what she thinks. Now, looking at it from my perspective as a cosmic spleen, mm -hmm. the essence of her entire spleen is intact. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so what I help you do is digest information and when you're digesting the information, what I help you do is, is extract and the refinement of that, the, the goodness of information that would be mentally when what you're eating, what you're consuming and all of the, everything that you consume, I help you extract the essence, what's pure and protective. And then I help you ascend it. So actually you're lifting it up to my colleagues, the heart for, for blood, for really pure, clean, rich, rich blood and for your lungs so that you can breathe really deeply and have the power, what you call the woohoo, yeah. the woohoo currency. It's also been called prana or chi, but we, we like to hear that you call it woohoo. It makes us um, giggle. <laughs> so we can send her from our spleen from me, you can send her that, that essence of fairness and openness and deep thinking and uh, generosity. Yeah. So, well, that's good to know. And we will do that. So when, uh, so after she had the snowboarding accident, you know, 14, 15 years ago, mm -hmm. um, she, she ruptured her spleen and medically, I think the doctor said, I'm, I'm sure, uh, there was different terminology, but basically that, you know, two thirds of her spleen was, you know, basically ruined. 
now I know you said the essence of her spleen is still intact 100%, but was that the case immediately afterwards or did she have to, over time, work to get back 100% of her spleen capabilities or benefits? I like your question. So we, we choose you. Organs choose you from, from the cosmos. We, ch- we choose you. And that's the essence. So it's almost a, a transparent energy. It's not like opaque, like the actual organ that you see, you know, when you're watching Grey's Anatomy and uh, getting your medical degrees. So she, she ruptured it. So just like when you have like an earthquake, it's a kind of a rumble and things were um, not, her, her spleen wasn't as organized, but all the parts, the, the energetic parts were still there. And so we helped put that back together, me and the, the cosmically from our end. And then Jamie did her part from her end as a yogi, because a yogi is someone who can control their input. So she controlled what she consumed and her output, what she produced. And then she worked with her, her system, her digestive system, her subtlety on all the levels. And that's why she, she was able to um, excel in her physical body. So you mentioned yoga. How important do you believe yoga is to maybe not necessarily Jamie in particular, but just people in general? Oh, well, connecting your mind and your body and your spirit, that's the best thing you can do. And because your organs, they all hold emotions. That's what we do for you. But if over time, your emotions can be destructive, if they're extreme, if they're stagnated, if they're insufficiently expressed, or if you hold them, like suppress them for a long time. And the way that you are able to clear out those stagnant energies, those insufficiently expressed, those extreme uh, repressions, and oftentimes they can get very moldy, you know, over, over time. And that like the ones that, that I hold for you, the spleen holds for you, they can get cold. And these are words that you're not going to like to hear. So prepare yourself for a lower frequency preparation. Are you ready to hear it? These words. Okay. These words are what happen when you don't do it, when you don't practice, when you don't move with your body and move your body with your breath, with a, with, with their sound code, with words, then the emotional debris in your body will produce phlegm, mucus, stagnation. Yeah. That kind of moldy essence that, uh, it just tears us up up here. So we have our, so many conferences about the human phlegm situation, you know? So So you have to be careful with that. And so yoga is very, very important. And with me, what I help you do is also govern your mental capacity. So working together, your body and your mind, that's what the yoga does. It yokes your body and mind. And so that you have the capacity to reflect. So that's how you know that I'm working well in you. If, can you reflect, can you, um, can you allow and my um, partner, the stomach, he, he helps with any kind of rotting 
and ripening. And he's, he transforms and transports that element. So he helps excrete it where I help uh, bring the, the essence of the goodness up to the lungs and the heart. And therefore you're able to be really clear. If you need to study something, you have that focus. And cause I help you separate what the purity, what you want that nourishes you from the unpure, from the toxic that helps you leave. And then your quality of thought is, is enhanced. So that's what yoga can do too. When you give your mind something to do and you do that, don't you do that in the woohoo craft where you work with different, um, mantra type spells or different catchphrases that yep. you move your body to and move your breath. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you want to do. And then in, in, for me, I provide context to situations. So the stories that you tell yourself, your place in society, how you reflect on yourself. That's, that's what I help you with the mental, whereas the stomach, stomach is more emotional and I'm more of the mental, but we work together. Mm -hmm. Now, do you get a a lot of cosmic forces in attendance for those, uh, those conferences about phlegm? I do. Are those, are those, are those highly attended? They are. They're on wait list too. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because it's such an issue yeah. for you in humanity right now. And even in the animals that uh, eat your food, because there's certain foods that create phlegm. Like right now you're in um, Atlanta and it's um, Aquarius season, right? So it's cold and crisp and clear. So if you're eating cold foods, then it's going to aggravate us, us spleens. Your cold-hearted obsessions. I, I say cold-hearted because uh, us, us spleens and the hearts, we have a lot in common in that way, in that um, we work together for generosity and for compassion, and that takes warmth. So when you um, put cold, the coldness, that's that that leads to more of the obsessive type thoughts. And we have to work extra hard to warm that up. And that's what we work at, like how to be efficient because so many of you eat like yogurt and ice cream and cold things that cause mm-hmm. mucus in the, in the cold, cold seasons of, of Capricorn and Aquarius and Pisces. So, um, that's what we have to work hard at. Like, how can we send you these signals and these signs? Like, Hey, can you, can you drink some warm liquids and some yeah. soups and, and chew your food? Well, mm-hmm. so that's what yeah. our conferences are about. Okay. Okay. So aside from not eating cold foods, what are, how can us humans take care of our spleens better? What can we do? Yeah. Well, think about that. So to, to release, right. Dampness too, is another one of those words and stagnation stagnation. So to release the stagnation that causes all those things, phlegm, mucus, dampness. <laughs> nobody writes songs about those down there. No, right? I hope nobody's eating while they're listening to this. <laughs> so stagnation would be, you would want to move your body. Okay. And moving with your breath. So deep breaths, movement, Okay. the mantra, the catchphrases, high frequency, all of those help. And um, being really careful of what you are consuming. Because what I do is I help build your blood and your life force, your woohoo, your chi, and I contribute to the richness, the riches, to the rich product, the currency for your your whole body to be to be alive. 
and I help create that blood and that chi that, and that's, that's what gives you energy and well being. So notice, do you have energy or are you tired all the time? Well, it may be that you're not moving or what you're consuming, or maybe you're consuming it without thinking about it. And remember I'm the earth element. So when you are eating foods from the earth, are you grateful for what you're eating? Are you conscious of where it comes from? Thinking about that. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oof. And then also, um, I also help you keep things in their proper place. So your, your, your organs, your blood vessels, um, I help hold things up and I have that ascending movement. So anything that has to do with like your, your skin, you know, and the, the your shape, your, you want to have a strong container. So I govern the health of your flesh mate. You want it to be elastic and, and a strong container for your shape and your body type. Cause that's what makes an impression in the world is your shape. And, and that impression helps you to project high frequency, which we need in our universe is high frequency projections. So consider your mouth. That's where my channel starts. My, um, the energy what's coming in is through the mouth and it manifests in the lips. So, um, that's a way that you can tell as well. Like, are your lips, like the color of them, making sure they're, um, not too dry, that they're full and not from like injecting toxins or anything. I don't think that we see that happening. We have a lot of, um, uh, we have a lot to say about that. So be careful. You're not doing that, right? I don't see that you're doing that or feel that you're injecting things to make your lips plumper. I don't, I don't inject anything anywhere. Yeah. And the, uh, cosmic, uh, comic that I'm talking through, she doesn't either. So, um, the lips, so the, what you're tasting, be really, really conscious, notice what you're tasting. That's the first part of digesting. And that's the earthy element, the tongue that I work closely with the, the, I work closely with the heart. So the tongue is governed by the heart, the lips are me. So you're, that's how you can honor your spleen is through your lips, really tasting and digesting your food and feeling the fullness. All right. Well, thank you uh, for coming down and also letting us know how we can send those good vibes all the way to China. Well, let's is... do it. Should we do it now? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So bring your hands right there to your left side where your spleen is perhaps put one on your spleen, one on your heart, sending it together. Okay. The energies of both the hearts and the spleen, you know, in Greece, they say when someone's um, being really compassionate, they say, Oh, they're so good spleened. Ah, I didn't like you that. say good hearted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, well. Yeah. So, right. So picture me right in the far left part of your abdomen, left of the stomach, usually the color of purple, okay. about four inches long and visualize sifting and sorting out any cloudy thoughts and emotions. Cause you want to send out a strong currency from me, okay. a built up protect protection. Mm-hmm. You got that? Yeah. Okay. I'm doing it. And start to send this clear, protective, pure, rich, rich currency to all of the Olympic athletes. Start there. Okay. The generosity that comes from your spleen. 
washing away any restraints, the nurturing currency, sending it out with your breath, deep, full breaths in and out so that they can absorb it, absorb the nutrients, and then keep going besides the Olympics, send it out to all and see your currency helping to warm up from your spleen, warming up any cold hearted obsessions, any jealousy, stubbornness, poor self images, and see that energy getting warmed and converted and alchemized into compassion. So everyone can be good spleened, good hearted. And visualize that happening a protective shield around everybody. Okay. If you're listening at home, I, uh, I hope you're doing that. That was great. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for coming down. And that'll be something that, uh, that I'll certainly continue to do. Okay. All right. Safe travels back. Thank you. Woohoo. This week's show is sponsored by the Cosmic Spleen. It's the organ that helps you build blood and life force riches for the sustenance of your body. So call upon the Cosmic Spleen to catch the currency of purification and protection. Third quarter, the interview. Okay, welcome back to the third quarter. We've got another special guest. Cheryl, who are we talking to today? A special woohooer, Brandon. All right. Yeah. With a with a really regal name. Regal. Athena Regal. I like that. Uh, yeah. Goddess name, Athena McDowell. Hey, welcome, Athena. Hello. And you may have heard, yeah. And you may have uh, heard of her or seen her. She's a television actor. And she's from California and she is here with us today. Welcome, Athena. Yeah. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to talking to you about uh, your Leo frequency, considering you have both your sun and your moon in Leo. Yes. Yes. Leo. Mm. That's a lot of Leo. It mm -hmm. is a lot of Leo. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This, uh, this Leo full moon in Aquarius season. I think it's really interesting, which something I've learned from Woohoo from our Astro Talks is how um, whatever, whatever planet or whatever um, sign we're in, how we're in Aquarius season right now, it's mm -hmm. the polar opposite sign for the full moon. I didn't know that until Woohoo. So that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'm just gearing up for my full moon uh, rituals next week and something that I'm doing that's new because I've learned that the the difference you know how it's different um the opposite uh last season for Capricorn season the op the opposing sign is cancer mm -hmm. so something I did for like a, a full moon ritual was I took eucalyptus because it's like the earth Capricorn right. 
Mm-hmm. And then I put it in my shower and took like eucalyptus steam oh. showers. So oh. yeah. Love that. <laughs> I so love what, that. So describe to people, cause we've heard this a lot. I know Sherry, you talk about, you know, doing these things often. So what is feeling or what's the after effect or why should people do this as well to celebrate these full moons and these seasons? I mean, what, maybe if you could describe the benefit or we talk about, you know, receiving woohoo or, or is it just being more uh, open spiritually and in touch with the universe? I, I mean, there's so many different layers or different things. Um, just like living with the seasons and like how you can eat with the seasons, things that are in season with the new moon. I always think like new moon, like new things you want to manifest in your life mm-hmm. or, and then with the full moon, it's like full moon release. Like, what do you want to like looking at how your month was and saying like, Hey, this didn't serve me or this wasn't good for me. So just release that. And then with the new moon, like bring in what you want to bring in. And, and people do that, you know, sometimes people do that for like new year's, like goals and yeah, totally. two years, things like that. But to be able to do it on a monthly basis, I find really helpful. Yeah. That's awesome. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing that for gosh, at least like five years. I'm get I'm grounding down more into it. The more I learn with like the woohoo astro talks, I knew a lot about like sun, moon and rising but now we're learning about like the houses and planets and all that stuff, which is really cool. I'm really into that stuff. I can and see your, your, have... your face is beaming. <laughs> well, to be able to have a community to like talk about that stuff with is really awesome. So what is this community you speak of? Woohoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, woohoo. It's we, we do yoga. We get a breath exercise every morning. You get to wake up. And so if you're not feeling too good, um, you can kind of get out of your funk or if you're feeling good, you can get even on a higher frequency. Um, we do yoga a couple times a week live with Cheryl and, and breath work. And we do an astro talk. Um, I know it's always going to be different, but like right now what we've been doing, we have like our astro talk on Wednesdays and then we do some, like we learn a mantra or do some yoga, like different combinations of things. And what's going on in the season. And she even sends us like recipes and stuff, which is really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for plugging that. No, I love oh, it. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you're um you're quite the woohooer too. And and I just really appreciate how if you're not going to be like on one of the live talks or classes, you t- let us know. Cause usually it's because you're um your acting has taken you somewhere so that you're, you're filming. Can you share where people might have seen you on the shows that, that you've been in? Um, yeah. So recently I was on uh, dope sick. It's on Hulu. Uh, Michael Keaton's in it. I got to do my scene is with Rosario Dawson and she was amazing. Just spending. Yeah, I like her. Yeah. She's, she's pretty awesome. She's really warm and friendly, but that that's a great show. I was on a show on Disney Plus called Just Beyond, which I had a lot of fun. Um, I play a male lady who's who's who gets possessed and like <laughs> this kid that's like bullying <laughs> us. We get our revenge. That one was that was a really fun one. And then what else? <laughs> I got to play a nurse recently on Ordinary Joe, which is on NBC. Yeah, is a nice little role. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm actually leaving tomorrow. Um, to go to Wilmington for about a week to do some fittings and 
to do a shoot out there. And so tell, I, us, tell us about that. Uh, I, I, I can't say what the project is. I don't know. I had to say it because it's not out yet. Sure. But um, you can check out my IMDb if you want to see like the different things I'm working on. Athena McDowell, IMDb, yeah. Google it. Um, cool. But I actually am going to be working with one of my favorite actors, somebody that I really admire. So I'm really excited. Uh, you, you can't tell us who that is. Uh, he's a Leo. I know he's a Leo. So this <laughs> is crazy. Right. So right, he's we'll a Leo. I'm a Leo. And it's we're filming on um, the le- the 16th, February 16th, on the Leo full moon. Oh, wow. So I'm like, whoa, that's pretty cool. There's going to be some Leo <laughs> yeah. magic. Yeah. Yeah. And Leo's so magical. I love that. <gasps> and oh. my dog is going to come. So and Wilmington, you know, it's by the beach. And my dog loves the beach. So I'm excited mm. about that. And my husband's coming. So we'll get to walk around Wilmington too and stuff. Yeah, so it's really awesome. fun. So I have a question about acting. So, all right. So you're mostly doing right now television. And mm-hmm. is it safe to say that you don't really get nervous? Like nobody really gets nervous in front of cameras or anything like that. Like it's pretty, pretty <laughs> easy going place or. <laughs> I mean, I wish it, it's, uh, right. that's why I like the woohoo work and yoga and breath work is really good for me. Cause I do get nervous. Cause I get ex- so excited, like excitement mm-hmm. and nerves are kind of the same thing. Right. Right. So right. to be able to harness that and like ground down my energy. Um, Cause I don't, I don't know. I don't have a lot of fire and some water, but like <laughs> so I always have to remember to ground myself, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't speak for other actors, but I know I get nervous. Um, I, was, I was kidding, by the way. I get nervous oh, when I, I talk do. in front of like three people. Uh, but but that was <laughs> that was really my question: is um, you know, how is how is the, the breath work and and the yoga and all? And you know, I'm not. We haven't really got into meditating, but uh, how have those things helped you as far as uh, you know, being an actor and working in front of people, cameras? Well, before I started like my my theater training, like my acting training for college. Um, I didn't realize it, but when I would get nervous, I would hold my breath. Like I would just hold my <laughs> I, breath. I do that too. Or I yeah. did. Yeah. I do that. As I did. Is that normal? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Me too. That's and and that's good to know is what your patterning is. So you first see what the what the breath pattern is. And what does that mean when you're holding your breath, right? Mm-hmm. What does that do for you? Put you in kind of a like panicky state, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. freeze or get nervous. So just be like having the awareness of that was a really big deal. So mm-hmm. like when I start to get nervous, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to check in with my breath. Yeah. And it's, it's such a simple thing, but sometimes you don't know that until someone teaches it to you. So, and it's funny because I think I used to hold my breath. So sometimes, you know, some people like make dramatic noises where they're like, ah, ah. <laughs> they're stressed and they're holding their breath or they're like, right. like sighing. I, I think that's what that is. Uh-huh. So I've even like used that where the, if there's like a character and I'm like, this character's stressed. So I'm going to hold my breath while this person's saying their line. And then I'm going to dramatically breathe and say my line, you know, just fun <laughs> stuff like that. But I love that. How it's, yeah. Cause, and that's the thing too, is when you look at people's patterning, cause it's all about the breath. You can tell everything about somebody by their, by their, their life force, their, their breath, what they're doing with it, the patterning. I, I love that you, that you, you bring that in. Um, so we've been talking as well about, um, especially during Aquarius season about knowing your individual gifts and how they can, um, the gifts can affect humanity, the unity of humanity. 
and knowing as for you as a little girl, um, I love that you shared with us that you didn't see yourself represented in media and now you're making that happen. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, like growing up, I, I, I didn't see myself reflected and I didn't really know when you're a little kid, you don't like know all these things I can Mm -hmm. reflect on it and see that, but I didn't really know that I could be an actor. This is kind of a funny story. I was watching Wayne's world. Uh, I was like a little kid, really little. And I think uh, Tia Carrera. Tia Carrera. Yeah. 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 I had a huge crush on her. Yeah. (laughs) Like she's amazing. And I, I was just sitting there watching the screen and I saw her and I was like, Oh, if she can do that, does that mean I can do that? She has the same like complexion as like same color skin as me, same hair, you know. I really thought I was gonna grow up and look like Tia Carrera, but I didn't. But that's okay because she still was a big <laughs> expander. I don't look like a Hawaiian supermodel, but um, but she she was a huge expander and watching Wayne's world was like, I mean, even just the quirkiness of the, the Saturday Night Live kind of actors, like um those 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 guys and yeah yeah Yeah. like even that was that was so great for me to see too but yeah she was a big one so yeah yeah and just sitting um sitting and watching live theater and and movies and being like there's there's this thing where you can like sit and watch as an as an actor when you're like figuring that stuff out or when I was figuring that stuff out and you can be like I I can do that I want to do that and then there's a difference when you're on set and you're like, oh, I got to do that. So to be able to have the work also is very helpful because when you're imagining it and you're having these this vision for yourself, it seems a lot easier than when you're there. So it's just like merging that vision and then the work and like training and stuff. So, yeah. Wow. I love that. Your emotional intelligence is so high. And like, I mean, look at your eyes. Like, I wish everybody could see your eyes, Brandon, you can see are, are so sparkly and you just have, you have such a radiance. And I think that's, what's going on with you is by doing the work you have, your, your magnetic field is so strong. And then you're able to take that and, and make an impression with people, which is why you're getting all this work to um, be on, on shows because you're so magnetic, like really, really pure creative life force, like that creative energy is like all around you. Your way to um, honor the Leo codes, <laughs> putting yourself out there because you just looking at you, this Leo, like you have that sunny, you're very sunshiny, you're playful. And right, when, don't you see yourself as that archetype, as the, the playful, courageous courage opening the heart? that energy. Yeah, I, I do like to see myself that way. I do. Thank you so much. That's really sweet. <laughs> but um, it takes work. It takes work because it's not, I guess, like when people think of like courage, well, that's what it is. Courage, like being able to push through like whatever blocks or boundaries you might think, any limiting beliefs that you have or other people have casted upon you, like to mm-hmm. break that all down and get to like, you know, what's inside and what you really feel. Yeah. And courage means to engage the heart and Leo rules the heart. So you're able to, to, to do that, engage your heart. And by engaging it, the fire of the heart, that's how you're able to clear out, like you said, all the blockages and you, um, because to us, you your, your confidence and your celebratory, energy is so vibrant and obvious that you're a star, you have that rock star energy. 
Oh, yeah. But you're saying you honed that. You, you, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so. I mean, I think when I was, when I was little, I felt like, you know, you kind of do feel, if you think back to your little kid self, like some people, I I can't speak for everyone, but I did have, I really felt very vibrant and, and alive. And I wanted people, I wanted to make people happy and I wanted to make people laugh and I wanted to experience and like to listen to people and to communicate like that. Those are all things or storytelling, like all of that stuff. But then you grow up and like things happen. And so I think that's where like the yoga, the breath work, that stuff comes in. And that's, and that's also just like getting into Aquarius season and learning about what Aquarius means in community. And that's kind of what we're reflecting on this season. So thinking about like what I want to do for my community. And I do like woohoo, I do yoga with you. I do that because one day I want to be able to teach other people that. And I do it as like a small capacity um, with friends and family. And I did my yoga teacher training and stuff like that. But it that's very new. You know, I don't have like for you, you're a huge expander for me. So to be able to watch you do what you do helps raise my vibration with that and helps me. So maybe sometime in the future, I can, I can do that too. Yeah. And we'd love for you to teach for us when we open up woohoo university. Don't you think Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can help people cool. with their voice and their, cause you're quite an expander helping people get with the confidence and the playfulness too. And helping people rise up to that. That's the season right now with the Leo full moon that brings about the balance with the, the polarity of Aquarius because Aquarius can get kind of serious, that energy. And so that dynamic creating a society where everyone is confident in their individual divine blueprint. Like that's what we're going for, particularly during this time in this window before the full moon in, in Leo, we have this time. So if, if any of you out there are not feeling like, like, <laughs> like Athena is like hers, she just, her, her Leo heart is fueling the fire and it's rate. Like there's no sign of stopping her. If you're not having that, then find a Leo, find a Leo that's in their high frequency. Like Athena is find one. Like she has, you have yours in your sun and your moon and it's contagious your creative life force is contagious. So find someone to uh, balance you out like Athena. Cause there's, or others, if you, there's if others. you can't find a Leo join woohoo craft, right? Isn't that? Yeah, the, it's true. There we go. Oh yeah. So we can teach you. That's true. So we can teach you yes. how, cause, cause we have all the signs within us. And, and I know that you've, that's been really interesting for you to see right? the signs within and then how you work I would, I really, I mean, one of the many things I admire about you, Athena, is also how you take this work into your relationship with your husband. And it's like, oh, this makes sense because he's a Sagittarius son and, and, and just seeing how that dynamic makes sense so that particularly in a relationship, so we're not making the other person wrong and we're able to see where we can um, help them shine, right? And as, as a Leo, that's your responsibility is to not only shine, and not dim your light for anybody, but also help others shine in their individuation. And, and I'm seeing you do that with your husband and it's really sweet. He helps yeah. me a lot. He's an actor as well. And he's just brilliant. And we do a lot of, we do, well, we do all our tapes together and our auditions and rehearsing and we just have fun. We're just, you know, walking around the house like goofballs and then 
taping tapes and doing her thing and then and then worrying a little bit like oh was that good like I don't know (laughs) yeah I don't know if that's good for everybody for like their partner to have the same like career path but for us it's like we've come a long way because Mm -hmm. we have that support so yeah I think there's no right or wrong I think you can make it work. And you guys have, I think Leo and Sagittarius, the two fire signs and, and having fun you guys are meant to be playful and fun and find humor in everything. That's a powerful, powerful di- dynamic duo. Yeah. Um, right? And Brandon, you have that with your wife. Cause you have a Sagittarius ooh. What is yours? Sagittarius uh, moon. You have a lot of Sagittarius. Brandon and your wife's a Leo, right? Yep, and you have correct. a lot of fun. You, you say oh, cool. play games and have fun, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. Good combo. Yep. Yeah. As long uh, as you let the Leo, like as long as you orbit around the Leo though. <laughs> I also have a lot of Scorpio in me too, though. So that uh, you do sometimes you do. makes game night a little, uh, a little touch and go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause the grudges and stuff and the resentments. Uh, <laughs> I have Scorpio too. That's why I can say that. Um, yeah, that's amazing. So, um, well, thank you so much for sharing your frequency with us and where can people find you if they want to, um, catch your, your currency, your Um, heart expansive. You can look me up on IMDB, uh, IMDB imdb.com, Athena McDowell. I think you just see that has like my resume and stuff. Um, or if you want my Instagram, my handle is um, at Athena31. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, Thanks I wish everybody could. Me. Yeah, I wish everybody could see your face because you are uh, you 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 kind of you you have that sort of like light up a room kind of smile and face, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's really cool. And I can tell. So that's why I wish our listeners could could see it. Maybe we'll have to put you. I don't know. We'll have to get a. It will take billboard. us. Yeah, we there need we a go. billboard. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we need a woohoo billboard yeah. and say top woohooer if we were going to have yeah. a competition. But like but the that, high, you know, spiritual right. competition. <laughs> ah, spiritual Olympics. Well, or thanks, Miss uh, Ray, or she could win Miss Leo 2022. Maybe with Brandon. We there could have go. those. Yeah, there Miss Leo. Okay. Miss Leo Moon. Miss Leo Moon. Uh. You won. You won. We crown you. Yeah. M- Mrs. Leo Moon 2022. Congratulations. Apologies to all the other Leos out there, but we already have a winner. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much. You guys are doing really great work. I really, I love tuning into the podcast and hearing, hearing what's going on. It's, you guys are amazing. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, best of luck to you and I can't wait to hear what this uh, secret project is in Wilmington. <laughs> okay. Mm. Thanks, guys. Mm. All right. Bye. Woo-hoo. Right. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Fourth quarter, this week's top four list. Woohoo! Okay, welcome back to the fourth quarter. Cheryl, what's our top four list this week? Top four ways to work with the full moon in Leo in the sun season of Aquarius. All right. Number four, release the pressure to be serious. I like to that get one. 
work done Yeah. <laughs> so that you can play. The Leo currency is about playing. So, okay, less being serious, more play. I like that. We all need that. I need that. Yeah, more pre more playing, more celebration, and perhaps also um, it's about parenting too. So maybe playing with your parents or as a parent playing, whatever you, you parent, your plants, your animals, maybe little humans. And if there's anything from your childhood, anything that comes up that you would need to, let's say, reparent, that may be a way that you were not celebrated or a way that you didn't get to play when you wanted to, because maybe you had to um, look a certain way or be a certain way. This, this is a time to bring that out and, and play and celebrate yourself. Okay. Number three, speak your truth, your authentic truth with more heart. Okay. Speak your truth with more heart and realize others need to do that as well. So find the balance between speaking your authentic truth with heart, engaging your heart, the courage, and listening to others do the same. Okay, so be authentic, speak your mind, but don't be a jerk about it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's not necessary, especially the whole, well, I'm just speaking my truth. It's like, right. well, if it disengages your heart and someone else's heart, is it really worth it? Can yeah. you be authentic? But you can actually project your words. We do that in, in Woohoo project your words from your heart as if your heart was talking. Okay. Just, mm -hmm. That's probably a good, a good thing to, for a lot of us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number two, disengage from any unnecessary drama. Yeah. I like this one. That diminishes your woohoo value. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Get rid of the drama. Mm -hmm. there's, too, there's too much drama out there. And it could be self-inflicted drama, something that you just keep bringing up, some story that you keep playing in your mind and getting other people to be characters for you or to listen to your story. Just dis disengage from that. I Pull the it. plug on that. Doing yeah. that one immediately. <laughs> okay. And number one, this is the one you always tell me, stop overthinking Oh yeah. and hiding yep. in the shadow. Put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a, uh, this is, this one I think plagues a lot of people, the overthinking I'm guilty of it all the time, you know, but, but yeah, I, I agree. There's a tendency to want to do things and be perfect and nothing's perfect. And I think as sooner that people, uh, they realize that I it just, it's, it's kind of freeing, you know? Absolutely. And I know it is for me because I, well, I have my 12th house in Leo, which we'll talk about next season in Pisces. That's where I hide. So to, like, this is much easier as a podcast than like the, the video situation or live or um, a social media picture or something like that. That's where, you know, it, just putting yourself out there for me is, is I get that jolt but that, that does take that courage. In, in, in a way that you, that you express a way that you're expressing yourself that other people might not approve of takes a lot of courage. You have to engage your heart in that way. And that's the Leo currency, yeah. like a okay. lion, just like fix your mane, your lion mane yeah, yeah. and put yourself out there. <laughs> All right, Cheryl. Well, that was some good stuff. Um, a couple of quick things we wanted to mention. So next, what are we doing next week for the show? Are we doing, we're not gonna, we're doing something a little bit different. 
we're, mi- we're changing things up. It's Aquarius right. season. It's the yeah. end of Aquarius season. So we're mixing and changing things up. We're going to answer your questions because we get a lot of questions mm-hmm. and, um, and we want to hear from you. If you have any questions for Brandon and I to discuss in next week's podcast, you can ask so, us anything. Yeah. So where can people send their questions to? Well, you can send it to the woohoo wire if you're cosmically connected. To, <laughs> to I, like, I would do that, but I would also probably have a backup uh, <laughs> method as well. Yeah. So if you're not able to uh, telepathically share with us, then um, let's see. You could, e- if you like email still, then uh, pseudo guru at woohoo woohoo.com. Woohoo's, woohoo's have three O's, Trinities. And or um, Lady Inhale on um, Instagram, Lady Inhale, you can uh, message your question. Any yeah. other way that they could get in touch with us, Brandon? Yeah, I think those three will will be sufficient. Think about, I know you all have questions because we get them often and don't hesitate, just send them in. If you're mm-hmm. like me, you'll have a, you'll have a tendency to forget. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll spend some time answering those look forward to that next week and also we're gonna we're gonna add the woohoo song the woohoo mantra at the end of each podcast we've had a lot of people asking for that and if you haven't if you haven't listened to it do it but if you forgot about it because you listened to it a while ago you know it's it's part of my almost daily routine and i think cheryl you Mm-hmm. Uh, you as well. And uh, there's some big fans out there of, of that song and we want to share it with you weekly. So, yeah, this is Felicia Ruth's song. She's a woohooer and it's on our portal too. So the woohooers um, breathe to it as well. So um, I think like after listening to this, just taking the time to build up your, your woohoo currency. And this is a way. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. We'll send in those questions. Thank you for listening, and we will see you again next week. Woohoo! Woohoo! Thank you.